Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. Life of St. Philip Neri by Antonio Galonio, Book 2, Section 19, continued. St. John the Baptist appears to him in prayer. During this period, Philip was eager to learn the divine will and continually prayed that the Lord would show him what manner of life he wished him to follow. He had it in mind to embrace a solitary life, unless God thought otherwise, but he was uncertain whether this would lead to the greater glory of God. So he applied himself to earnest prayer to discover God's will, ready to embark on whatever course of life the Lord should indicate. After long meditation on this point, he at last was found worthy to hear an answer. One day when he was praying at dawn, St. John the Baptist appeared. Philip was greatly encouraged by this sight and felt himself impelled by God to the decision, with no further hesitation, that he should apply himself not to his own salvation alone, but to that of others. On another occasion, someone asked him why he lived so frugally, and he replied, Once when I was praying, two souls appeared to me, already resplendent, with the glory of the saints. One of them appeared to be holding in his hand a dry crust of bread and eating it. When I was concerned to know what they might mean by this, I heard a voice saying, the will of God for you, Philip, is that you should pass your life in the midst of the city as if in a desert. I took these words to mean that I should live frugally and simply. Because of this, in his simplicity, he used to say that he hardly ever had meat to eat because it was bad for him, pretending that what he did out of virtue was really out of concern for his health. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Angels of God, our guardians, dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side to light and guard, to rule and guide, amen. O sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. And St. Philip Neri, apostle of Rome, gentle guide of youth, patron of thy own, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Philip Neri used to say that what we know of the saints is the least part of them. What we know of the saints is the least part of them. What did he mean? He meant that there's a lot more that happened to the saints. There's a lot more that happened in their lives, in their relationship with God, than ever we could know. And so what we do know, although it's important, it's vital, there's always a lot more a part of the relationship that we don't know about. But this section tonight gives us 
a possible clue as to what Philip was doing in Rome. Why did he go to Rome? Why did he live the way he lived? And Father Galonio tells about these two visions. He doesn't tell us when they exactly happened. He puts them here between his life as a layman and his life as a priest. But he's been telling us about Philip's living for others, Philip trying to draw others to Christ. But he hasn't really told us very much about what may have sparked this life of apostolate for Philip. He hasn't really told us what put it in Philip's mind to live such a solitary, hermit-like life, to eat so frugally, to do things which might seem to be contrary to prudence just on their own. But if these two visions occurred earlier in Philip's life, then they potentially give us insight into what motivated him. And we know from the life of other saints that often their determination, their fixity on a certain way of life was due to a special grace they were given. And whenever God calls someone to a very difficult work, for example, Moses in the Old Testament, he gave Moses incredible visions, including, St. Thomas Aquinas teaches, a kind of momentary glimpse of God, a share in sort of the beatific vision for a moment. That he spoke to God face to face, it says. And a similar thing is true, Thomas Aquinas teaches about St. Paul, to strengthen him for this incredible mission and all the persecution. St. Paul was raised up to the third heaven, which is possibly, a, a, again, a, a sort of brief anticipation of heaven itself. Well, analogously, similarly, the second apostle of Rome, St. Philip, was prepared for his work, possibly by these visions that impressed on him what God wanted him to do in a very concrete way. And so the determination that Philip had to live this way the determination he had to win souls from God was not just his own doing, it was a certain grace he was given. Now, St. Philip Neri would often say, we should not want visions, we should not pray for visions. St. Philip said, people who run after visions are only fit to be laughed at. But what we should want is the grace we need to do God's will. Isn't that what Philip was praying for? To learn the divine will, to discover the divine will, to follow God's will. That's what Philip wanted. And in that search, God made known his mission to Philip. He's made known his will by these visions. Philip didn't look for those visions. He looked for God's will. And we'll see tomorrow in the next few days, that the most crucial notification that God gave to Philip, the, the call to be a priest did not come through a vision. It came through his confessor. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.